This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. After repealing state filming policies in 2018 that failed to provide a positive return on investment, the Office of Economic Development has reestablished the West Virginia Film Office with a revamped film tax credit now in play. The film industry is one of those really interesting economic uh, octopi, I guess. <laughs> its tentacles goes way out into a community and touches a lot of different parts. So that's the exciting immediate uh, economic benefit and, of course, putting people to work. That story coming up this West Virginia morning. A final attempt to reinstate the HOPE scholarship program went before the West Virginia Supreme Court Tuesday. As Randy Yoey reports, parents on both sides of the school funding issue want the best education for their special needs children. The appeal hearing comes after parents fighting for the HOPE scholarship filed to have the Supreme Court review Kanawha Circuit Judge Joanna Tabbitt's ruling. Tabbitt halted the legislative program ruling that the $4,300 offered to about 3,000 students for non-public school educational expenses was unconstitutional, diverting millions of dollars from an already underfunded public school system. Attorneys representing the state and individual parents fighting for the program said Hope Scholarship funds are separately appropriated, would not affect school budgets, and not deny the right to a free education. Katie Schweitzer, who petitioned the Supreme Court, wants a blended plan of homeschooling and other classes tailored to her special needs child. She says public school programs don't offer the flexibility that hundreds of students need. It doesn't fit every kid. And so we're not looking to get rid of public schools. We still want to use their services. We just want the right combination for her. Attorneys representing the state and two parents opposing this scholarship say HOPE funds are paid not in addition, but instead of public education. And the Constitution does not allow this threat to the state's financial future. Travis Beaver, who co-filed the original suit, said the voucher was something the legislature snuck under the public eyes to keep the rich rich and everybody else poor and uneducated. Because $4,300 don't even cover my daughter's speech, OT, LAMP device, ABA therapy, Putnam County Schools pay for all that for my daughter. And defunding them, it'll come directly out of my daughter's problems. The Supreme Court has expedited the case, but no timetable is set on a ruling. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie. Governor Jim Justice has announced a new school safety initiative. As Chris Schultz reports, it aims to unify school safety prevention and response to school shootings. The $2 million program is funded by the West Virginia Department of Education and represents a collaboration with the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources, as well as state, local, and federal law enforcement to prepare against violent incidents in schools. Justice announced the initiative during Tuesday's COVID-19 press briefing, where he was joined by West Virginia Deputy Cabinet Secretary of Homeland Security, Rob Cunningham. With that money, we're going to have state school safety officers whose sole responsibility in the state of West Virginia is school safety. We have people in each county who does state uh, school safety, but they wear many hats. So now we're going to have people that are focused 100% on school safety. Cunningham said the initiative's ultimate goal is to have an officer in every school in the state, but conceded that recruitment and future funding will be obstacles. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. 
West Virginia's fall hunting season for wild turkey opens this Saturday. The season will run through October 16th and will be extended for some weeks in several counties. Hunting hours range from 30 minutes before sunrise to 30 minutes after sunset. According to the West Virginia Division of Natural Resources, only one bird of either sex can be harvested using a bow, crossbow, or gun. All hunters 15 and older are required to have a valid West Virginia hunting license and a form of ID while hunting. A license is not required to hunt on your own land. For more information on wild turkey season, visit wvpublic.com. Some West Virginia residents who rely on federal assistance to pay for food could soon have have to prove they're working in order to receive benefits. Amelia Nicely reports. Changes are pending for the state's SNAP program, which will put in place a work requirement for some recipients around the state. The coming changes are worrying to food bank employees who are already struggling to keep up with demand. About 168,000 low-income households in West Virginia use the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. SNAP is a federal program, but states are in charge of how they run it. And the impending SNAP changes in West Virginia are due to a 2018 state law that set a work requirement of 20 hours a week for abled-bodied adults without dependents in order to receive benefits. The law gave counties the ability to waive that work requirement, including rural counties with limited jobs, but that expired October 1st of this year. The current federal health emergency under COVID-19 banned states from cutting off emergency benefits like SNAP. But once President Joe Biden expires the federal emergency order, it will put that work requirement into effect for all 55 counties, regardless of their job or poverty rates. Right now, the work requirement will impact about 24,000 SNAP recipients around the state. And it could mean thousands will be unenrolled from benefits. Cindy Kirkhart runs Facing Hunger Food Bank in Huntington. She said the impending changes will drive more people to already struggling food charities. Her food bank is currently serving 25% more people than it was pre-pandemic. Many of the the part-time positions that are available for folks they aren't guaranteed hours. So folks will really be concerned about meeting those minimums. And in many cases, historically, we've seen that folks have worked more than one part-time job so that their benefits would be maintained. Senator Charles Clements, a Republican from Wetzel County, last session introduced legislation to allow counties to continue waiving the work requirement. But that legislation did not get any traction. While Clements told me he wants to see people receiving benefits working, he understands that it's not an option for all West Virginians who rely on SNAP. We often can have other restrictions that would prohibit that from happening, such as, you know, while they don't have dependents, they maybe have to, you know, take care of somebody like an elderly parent or something. And to just arbitrarily say that uh, no county is eligible for this thing, I think, I just think is not necessarily good. Senator Clements plans to reintroduce the bill in the 2023 session. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Amelia Nicely. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 751.
Areas of fog this morning becoming mostly to partly sunny. Highs in the 60s and low 70s. Clear skies tonight with low temperatures in the 40s. Tomorrow, partly sunny with highs in the 60s and 70s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Torres Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TorresSaveAlaw.com. After repealing state filming policies in 2018 that failed to provide a positive return on investment, the Office of Economic Development has reestablished the West Virginia Film Office with a revamped film tax credit now in play. Randy Yowie talked with State Business Development Manager Megan Smith and Workforce Developer Dave Lavender. They say film production companies bringing new revenues and jobs may soon be calling out lights, camera action at a location near you. How does the tax credit work, Megan? So when a production company comes to West Virginia and and films um, a production, um, they would be eligible, depending on certain parameters in, in state code, to get back up to 31% of direct expenditures in West Virginia. Are there already projects in the West Virginia Film Office pipeline? There is a lot of interest. Um, We've seen projects that will be on Lifetime, projects that will be on Fox Nation. Last week, we had the opportunity to talk to folks at the Motion Pictures Association. So folks on that call from HBO, Paramount, Disney, Netflix, um, it's it's something really special and something that is has a lot of momentum right now, and, and that is not going to stop anytime soon. The film tax credit has no cap. It's transferable and sellable. First, what does that really mean? And then how do those two points give West Virginia a competitive advantage over other states that are already rolling with their film offices? Yeah, having no cap on the credits is a big deal. Um, It's very attractive to production companies. It also makes us more competitive because some of our surrounding states like Maryland and Pennsylvania, they do have caps on their credit. So what happens is, you know, production companies, those states may run out of credits and then they look immediately to West Virginia um, because we have the ability to not only accommodate their production, um, we can also you know, double as Maryland if we need to, or double as Pennsylvania. The geography and the landscape um, can be similar, but we also have a lot of really great and unique locations. Describe an eligible project. So to be eligible, um, a project would need to have at least $50,000 in um, direct expenditures in West Virginia. Um, It can be a feature length film. It can be a TV series, a TV pilot program. Um, you know, anything like that, as long as they're distributing in at least one other state than West Virginia, um, we're really looking for impactful, significant projects that are going to be seen beyond the mountain states. 
5,000 locations in West Virginia. What would be an example, Dave, of some of those locations? Well, you know, Randy, uh, somebody said, you know, either be first best or original and definitely West Virginia is original. And that's what Hollywood's looking for. Some of these original locations, places like the, you know, trans Allegheny asylum, very unique uh, Moundsville prison. You know, these are kind of amazing places to film, Uh, you know, uh, yeah, just really places in each corner of the state. Uh, but anything can be a location. Uh, as you know, West, as Megan was alluding to, West Virginia can serve as uh, a backdrop for Maryland or Pennsylvania. We're really a geographical chameleon. Talk about the expected community economic benefits that are expected from West Virginia film productions. So most shoots are, you know, probably more than a few days. And sometimes they're, um, you know, weeks and can be into months. And so all of that, all of that money is just circulating in your community. Um, people need places to stay. They need catering. They need costuming. They may need horses. They may need classic cars. Um, so this, the film industry is one of those really interesting uh, economic uh, uh, octopi, I guess. <laughs> its tentacles goes way out into a community and touches a lot of different parts that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think would be. And um, so that's the exciting immediate uh, economic benefit. And of course, putting people to work. Uh, So last year, according to the Motion Pictures Association, we had 120 million in wages just with eight TV series uh, here in West Virginia, stuff like uh, Barnwood Builders, right? And that uh, was equivalent to uh, 1,980 jobs directly and then 3,880 jobs uh, indirect, like the service providers that I was talking about. So we're hoping to really bring in um, a lot more folks to West Virginia because we think that West Virginia has got a story to tell uh, in its mountains, in its people, and we want to share that with the world. Megan, explain one more time how interested parties can find out more about this. Um, We have a really great tool on our newly launched webpage that allows productions and companies to look at the various locations around West Virginia Um, Folks in the industry here can even upload their own locations, um, as well as search through a crew and services directory. And that's all at westvirginia.gov slash wbfilm. That was Economic Development staff members Megan Smith and Dave Lavender speaking with Randy Yowie on West Virginia's new film tax credit and state film office. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Amelia Nicely, Chris Schultz, David Adkins, Eric Douglas, Jessica Lilly, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.